Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. I got some confessions to make. Um, I've determined in my life to keep it 100 um, Jordan Peter, one of the rules Jordan Peterson says for life is um, tell the truth or at least when possible don't lie. <laughs> Basically that means keep your mouth shut. Um, but um, when pastor asked me if I was ready to bring a sermon, I was not. Yes. I just understated where I actually was. Um, but um, my confession is that I completely lost my peace um, probably in November. If you guys hadn't noticed, I've been a little scarce. Um, my footprint on Facebook has all but disappeared. I, I, I really, I felt like I had a spiritual stroke. And parts of me were paralyzed. You know, I, I really emotionally was just... Some things happened in this country and things were going on that just, ah, I was just, I was struck. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't realize how invested I was because I, I always try to, try to keep an optimistic outlook on what's going on. I've always been an optimist, but I really found myself crushed emotionally, spirit. I was just tired, you know, and I don't... Uh, I'm a hugger, and I'm happy, and I, this is my money maker. you know? I, I don't like covering it up, and I don't like to see other people. I, it's just all this stuff, and my, I found myself, I lost my peace. Let's put that first side up for me, Mike. But I lost my peace. I mean, it was gone. I found myself... In the darkness, I had nothing for nobody. It was enough for me to go to work. I talked to people all day long at work. When I get done, I literally, I stopped watching TV. There was a couple things, but when I got home, all I wanted was silence. When I got in my car, all I wanted was silence. I didn't want to hear anything. I didn't want to read anything because it was just so negative. I mean, for a while, a couple of months, I was on life support spiritually. Something had rocked my world. It had just changed. You know, and I had to admit that to myself. I really had to... There's so many things that can traumatize our lives, and we, sometimes we don't even realize it's happening. Until we find ourselves crawling 
to God. I'm not quite stable yet. And this is great for me. I need this. God's been, it's amazing how relentless he is in, in, in pursuing you. Because he has brought me people just about every single day to remind me of his goodness and his mercy and that I'm not alone. It's kind of like you laugh at uh, um, Isaiah when he uh, fought the prophets of Baal. And he did this great miracle, and God came down and burned up this whole sacrifice. I mean, it was just insane how amazing this was. And a chapter later, he's in a cave going, I'm all alone, God. I just want to die. I get it. I get it. Because I am an emotional person. I'm passionate. I'm empathetic. I feel people's pain. God has built me that way. And... I'm very sensitive to the negativity and to the angst. You know, I don't like when I had a young lady come in yesterday with her father who I know, and she didn't even want to come inside. The week before we had an appointment, and she just left because she just couldn't deal with the anxiety of the thought. Of, and so this week she came, and I said, Look, I am going to do whatever you need me to do to make you feel comfortable. So we sign all the paperwork in the car, (laughs) outside. But that's how God accommodates us. He's going to do whatever we need him to do, you know, to make us feel safe and comfortable until we grow in our trust. Because all of us are at different places, at different levels. Different things have traumatized us throughout our lives. And God understands that. He gets it. Okay, so don't be discouraged today because I'm here. I'm here and I got a lot of stuff. I'll show you this. Those are my notes. So imagine my little office. I got up there with a computer and there was about 50 of those this morning at five. I had to distill it a little bit. This pastor doesn't want me to preach for three hours. Uh, the other slide, please. There we go. So, and actually, what my plan was, I'm, I'm going to tell all my stuff. I'm going to just get it on out there. I was just going to dust off an old sermon. This is like one of the first sermons I preached was on the Beatitudes. So I'm like, ah, dust that off, you know. It'll be fine. Because you guys don't remember what I preached three years ago or whatever. Right? Well, (laughs) sprinkle in a little bit of Holy Ghost, and next thing you know, I got a new sermon. And um, so the Beatitudes, that was, Jesus started his ministry, the Sermon on the Mount. Greatest sermon ever preached. But what it's about is the road to sanctification You know, reconciliation with God. It is our example of the character of a Christian. You know, and all these things are very important because they lead up to, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons and daughters of God. So, does anybody have the Bible app on their phone, the YouVersion app? 
It was interesting to me because I go to this sometimes and I put in the search, I'll put in a word. I put in the word peace. I think the entire Bible was talking about peace. Peace with God, right? Because God is going to reconcile himself. That's what Jesus Christ's mission was, right? To reconcile himself with us. So, I put this in and uh, I really got uh, convicted, but I got blessed. Because I began to understand what was going on. And God shined a light in the darkness and he showed me where my peace was. I'm slowly, I got up off my knees at least and I'm walking slowly towards my peace. But God showed me where it is. And Jesus is right there with it. Right? I pulled this up and then I I clicked on a different version and the message came up. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this just to give you a... um, I, I just like the flavor of this. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and His rule. Right? Blessed are the poor in spirit. When I know I am impoverished in my spirit because I do not have God. That's the first thing that we recognize when we look up and say, save me. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. That recognizes those who mourn. Right? You're mourning because you know, deep in the heart of hearts, in your spirit, that without God, it's just, I have no one. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment that you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can be bought. Wow, right? Meekness, humility. Somebody asked me the other day, how are you doing? Way better than I deserve. He said, that is absolutely correct. Way better than I deserve. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. See, so all these things kind of got to happen, you know, for us to get to the end. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. Right? Right? You're blessed when you care. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Pure in heart. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete and fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. That in and of itself is very interesting to me. 
I didn't think about it like that. You know, come on, tell me, how many of you read the Beatitudes over and over again and didn't really think about it like that? It's an individual message to each and every Christian. This is the road to sanctification with God. Right? And uh, peace is more than the absence of conflict. It is an active enjoyment in all the good things. Right? Jesus is a prince of peace. The Holy Spirit. I mean, they brought peace into the world, but it caused conflict because of persecution, because of the unsanctified. Didn't like the idea. We have to press on. We can't get tired. We have to press on. We press on towards the mark, which we will never actually truly attain in this life. So if you can't see God, you can't see your peace. It's obscured. We look through a glass darkly, right? But when we know him, we will see everything as it is. The truth is obscured in today's world. Right? The truth has been sacrificed in today's world. We have to pursue truth vigorously with all the strength we can muster. And sometimes we'll get tired. Sometimes we'll get knocked off the horse. Because we're always, God is continually working it out in us. Continually, recklessly pursuing us. Because he wants all that is best for us. And if we are believers, that is a primary thing that we believe, that God will sanctify us. Jesus on the cross was an act of what? Reconciliation. For past, present, and future transgressions against God. I think I just felt a burden drop off of me. I'm not responsible for that stuff. I don't have to remember it. I don't have to think about it. I just not have to go back and pick it up and put it back in my pocket. Right? I'm good at that. This is just another episode in the Chronicles of Vern. (laughs) But I'm growing up. It's like Carl said to me, I said, you know, in life we graduate through, through things. Because one thing that trauma does, it gets you stuck in that year that that trauma hits you. And that's why some of us act very childish sometimes. And emotional and immature. We don't want to, but sometimes we just get stuck. You know, and we have a hard time believing the great things that people say about us. You know. We have a hard time believing that we're truly children of God, sons and daughters of God, and that God really puts you on this earth, and you have a purpose, and you have a hope. The community of God needs to understand love, true love, real love, and the real love is really taking care of someone who can't take care of themselves. God takes care of us. 
Because we cannot take care of ourselves without him. We will fail. And, And when our failures begin to mount up, they can crush us. But I'm thinking, I'm not failing. I'm growing. In some areas, I'm growing slow. Some areas I'm growing fast, but I know now that what happened to me, if it had happened to me 10 or 15 years ago, I wouldn't be standing here. I'd be MIA. You hear what I'm saying? But the closer I get to 60, the realization hits me. I don't have any time to be screwing up. (laughs) I don't have time to recover. It's like when I hurt myself now, It lasts a long time. You know, in my 20s, I could pop an ankle. Three days later, I'm out there doing it, you know. Not today. After work, I can barely walk up my stairs to get home, you know. So we have reminders that we're growing. We're on the path. It doesn't have to be a negative path. It's a positive path. And I was, uh, as I got a little deeper into this, I was... uh, introduced to a small book um, sanctification is a journey which every Christian makes progress but no Christian completes the journey in this life some of us have ridiculous expectations about how the Christian life should be I walk around in torture oh I am so schizophrenic drives me bananas. But I'm just hyper self-aware. And I'm OCD. I got a match. I don't know why, but I got to do it. And if I don't do it, no, I'm just going to do it. Like, I had to learn not to judge. I mean, God really got a hold of me because when I see people that aren't matching, I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, when I was in Korea, it was really bad. But I digress. All of us have these peculiarities that we came by honestly. Don't worry about them. As long as you're not hurting people. I mean, I just got quirks. I got these things. I changed clothes three times the other day. I don't know what I was doing. I was, my wife calls it a clothing crisis. I was having a crisis. Yes, sounds like a girl, but hey. I'd rather say I'm a prissy man. But anyway, I'm learning to like myself a little bit more and give myself more mercy because God is helping me to understand myself a little bit better so I'm not walking around bonking myself on the head about trivialities. Because even in this time... When I felt I lost my peace and I lost God, I was still functioning on a godly plane. I wasn't out there. I was out there in here. I was hurting. I needed to understand some things. And God brought a new level of growth. Carl told me a couple months ago, he said, there's one thing I'll never be again. I said, what's that, Carl? He said, homeless. I've been paying my rent for three years. It's not okay. You know, so we all graduate and grow. And some of us aren't trained. I wasn't trained when I was going to handle money. I get it. I got it. I'm spinning it. 
I'm finally learning, hey, you know what? It's kind of good to have some money in your pocket. And hey, even better, in the bank. Because you never know what may happen. I, I got to admit that at 58, I'm okay. It's okay. Because I have nothing to be ashamed of because I'm a child of God. So I will keep it 100 with you. Because we all need honesty from each other. And mercy. And grace. But you can't bring what you do not have. If you don't have peace, and that's what really hindered me. That's what really hindered me in ministry over these past three or four months. Because I didn't have it. I just didn't have it. I couldn't bring it because I just didn't have it. And I was in misery, but I was still functional. So as Christians, we got to understand misery will come, heartache will come, hurt will come, pain will come, injury will come. In essence, life will come. How are you going to deal with it? And how are you going to recognize when you're not dealing with it properly? And are you able to have somebody speak into your life? 100. 100. Carl knows what it's like. Because me and Carl keep it 100. Hey, man. What you're doing over there is not very smart, bro. And I appreciate it when you say it to me. Because that keeps you away from pride. Right? Pride is our enemy. Pride will take your peace. So I have to be careful. There's still guardrails. There's still things I shouldn't do, can't do, and won't do. Because I understand myself. God has opened the window to my whole soul and told me, Hey, brother, there are some things that are not okay for you. They may be okay for this person. See, I stopped comparing myself to everybody else. I'm unique and individual as you're going to find. Okay? I believe that because that's how God created each and every one of us. We don't need to conform to anybody else's image but the image of Jesus Christ. Period. Period. I can't come up to me at work the other day. and Oh, man, I was so so-and-so sold this me cars. How do you feel about that? I said, I don't know. I'm happy for All I know is I paid my bills. I don't have to compete with anybody else but that guy named Bill that comes to my mailbox all the time. You understand? So I am uniquely a child of God. And my relationship with God helps me build that relationship so I can have relationship with you all. In a proper relationship, an encouraging, enthusiastic, loving relationship with each and every one of you. That is the community of God. Those are people that can go outside in the world and show Jesus to the world. Because we're not going to have the fear and the anxiety and the emotional distress that the world is displaying. Because I stopped watching the news a long time ago. And I was a junkie. I'm, I'm obsessive period, about some things. And that was one of them. And I got sucked down the rabbit hole and didn't think I'd get out. But every couple of weeks, I'll look and see what's going on. (laughs) Same stuff. Nothing's changed. Everybody's bickering, fighting, whatever. It's amazing. It's the same stuff. 
Who needs it? I still want to be connected because, you know, the world's going to come after us anyway. They were happy when they shut us down. And for the people that you don't see here, reach out. So some people, some Christians are starting to think it's okay not to go to church, not to have community. If I don't have this community, I'm a dead man. Dead man walking. I am a dead man. If I don't have this, I'm done. Because I cannot be alone. God gave me Maureen. I don't know if I was emotionally ready for Maureen, but she was ready for me. She was ready for me. And, and she has brought some amazing revelations to my mind when I realized this woman is perfect for me. And her greatest feature, she's always nice and respectful to me. Always. I just scratched my head. She's, she's a really, really good person. I needed her. Because I wasn't a really, really good person. I have some deep character defects. And God's working on them in me. I'm keeping it 100. Okay? God is teaching me to recognize what's going on with me and how I am. Because I just didn't like it. You know? You ever do something and you're just going, why'd I do that? I didn't want to do that. You know, we have anger. We have all these different issues, you know, and some people just gloss them over. Like I say stuff, especially older people, older than me. You ever meet those people that just feel like they can say whatever the heck they want? And they're just like, like I got an aunt that'll say something. I'm like, really? Annie, did that just come out of your mouth? Really? That's not okay. I tell her, I don't care. Cause you know what? They make people uncomfortable and it's rude. There's a lot of rude people out there that nobody's ever checked them. You know? I mean, you can be nice about it. I'm nice about it. I have customers that come in and spout nonsense all the time. And I, all of a sudden they're looking at me and I'm not paying attention to them. They're like, well, what's, are you okay? I said, yeah, I just, I'm kind of allergic to nonsense. And when it started coming out of your mouth, I just, my brain went somewhere else. You know? Christians, stop spouting nonsense. You know? You got to let people know that you love them enough to tell them the truth. You love them enough to be honest with you. I tell my friends, I tell Carl, I owe you the truth. I owe it to you. Even if you don't want to hear it. But I'm going to say it with such love, you're going to have to take it. Right? Smack him in the head and give him a big hug. That's what God does to me. Actually, he just kind of... That's why it's so round and perfect, you know. So, <laughs> so in the, um, oh, what's this guy's name? Last name is Mole, Bishop Hanley Mole, um, wrote this little small book. It's uh, called, a, and it, it gives you a balanced biblical approach when you're having trouble. Because that's what you need. You need a balanced biblical approach to solving problems. Because the best part about a peacemaker is, what do they do? They bring solutions, not complaints. Any idiot can figure out what's wrong. It takes genius to make it right. Right? So, um, in his book, he writes, Ames 
limits possibilities. I didn't write any slides because my sticky notes were all over the place, but also I want you to do some work. You know, our society is making us lazy. We don't read. We don't write. You know, I mean, well, I'm just saying you don't have to be convicted right now. I'm just saying you read, but in a general population. Don't make me explain myself. I'm preaching. (laughs) So (laughs) our aim is sanctification, right? Our aim is always, always purity and righteousness. Always. You got to have that aim. Because if your aim's off, you might hit the wrong thing. Right? And then limits. In the military, when I was in the military, they always said, recognize your limitations. You know? Some of us try to do too much. You understand? Some of us try to do too much. And he says, it's not the limits, not in our aims, we don't limit that, or in God's power, but in the actual attainment of sanctification. That's a balance. That's a balancing act. That kind of tells you, have a proper understanding of yourself. You know, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. But I don't think that's a bigger problem. I think the bigger problem is not thinking properly about yourself, thinking more lowly of yourself than you ought. And those people walk around tired and head down, and they get a lot of sympathy and empathy, but they don't get any growth because they limited what God can actually, because it's a belief, it's a faith. They've limited their faith. And then, possibilities gives you peace in the midst of pressure. Affections and imaginations purified through faith, seeing the will of God in everything, not with a sigh, but with a song. Think about that. Your imaginations, the things that you, you know, think about your dreams and understandings. You know, when that's distilled through faith and your affections, the things that you like. I was talking to my buddy the other day, and Marlon, everybody knows, somebody knows Marlon, but, you know, we've been friends for about 25 years or something. And uh, he was talking about a girlfriend. I said, you don't, you know, you don't need no woman, man. Well, what do you mean? I said, because, dude, your picker's broken, and it's really broken. It stayed broke. Because you like the same type of women to this day. And you've been burned so many times. I said, that's something. And we were laughing about it, but I said, when we take our affections and we distill it through our faith in God, as the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he changes those things and makes them righteous. He purifies them. Right? He purifies, so our possibilities become godly possibilities. They become the possibilities that are right for you. Not the ones that we've just decided are right. Through our brokenness and through our issues. Right? I ain't going to just mess with it. My picker was broke too. God had a pick for me. 
And um, and what happens to a lot of people when they don't understand their possibilities, their progress is thwarted. They either say, um, they just can't see it. They can't even see possibilities. Some people are just perpetually bummed out. Eeyore, that looks like fun. I wish I could have some. <laughs> you know, that's the ER mentality where it's just like, oh, God just doesn't have that for me because I'm miserable. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. God has everything for you because he loves you. And you're the apple of his eye. You bear are the apple of God's eye. He sees you. And then over here, I'm the apple of God's eye. And he sees me. Right? We're individuals in our relationship to God. We're community in our working it out. Um, and some see what they can become, this guy, and they're overwhelmed by it. Like I always say, I just don't imagine that I have the right to be standing up here preaching to you. But God saw different. And he put it in pastor's heart to allow me to do this. So I don't have to. I guess that's okay. God said it was. But it's taken me a long time to embrace that. I'm keeping it 100. It's taken me a long time. No matter what, how well I do up here, oh, doubt and Vernon hangs out with me afterwards. You hear me? I'll be looking on Facebook and see, oh, yeah, they said I did a good job. I need that. I don't want to need that. I just want to know that God did a good job. Yes, you did, my son. There's, there's it. That's what we're all moving towards. That's what we're all moving towards. And, and I know every last one of you have had some of these things going on in your heart. Because it is the Christian life. It is not easy. It's work. Because work makes you stronger. Work pays you dividends. The world is selling lazy. The world is selling easy. The world is saying sit at home and the government's going to shoot you a check and you don't have to worry about nothing. Stop playing. I don't believe that for a minute. Okay? Working out your salvation. We're working at it. Grinding at it. They changed the pay plan last month on me, and I was, that's another thing that hit me upside the head. Because at my age, and as long as I've been selling cars, I was kind of, you know, I knew what I needed to do to get the money I needed to get to, you know. And they changed, they, they, raised, they raised the bar way over here. And, and in my experience, never has a pay plan change ever benefited me more. It never my boss would be, oh, Vern, you know, if you, I said, no, nah, man, stop it. I don't believe you because it's never proven true. This time, high in my paranoia, I was working hard. 20 cars. It used to be 12. Well, 15. 20 cars. National average is about 15. 20 cars. Dude, I was, duh. By the 15th, I had six cars. 
On 31st, I had 23 and a half cars. And the pay plan actually paid me more than the previous pay plan would have paid me. Dummy. What was I worried about? God is faithful. God is faithful. And 90% of the things we fear never happen. 90% of the things we worry about never happen. Stop worrying. And if you're a person that has some, you know, some uh, comorbidities for COVID and, you know, you really have to watch yourself, do that, but do it in a spirit of peace, not fear. I tell you, I'm so sensitive that when I walk up to somebody and they're just like, hey, get away from me. Customers, like, what are you coming in here for? And I had one guy, I swear, he stood, hey, man, what are you looking for? Oh, I don't know. I think I need a truck. (laughs) Whatever, man. (laughs) So also be sensitive to what you're putting out there because you can't get what you don't bring. You know, think about the peace of God. Think about the peace of God because we're supposed to be bringers of peace, not the people that sit around and worry with the crowd because at the end of the day, I know whose I am. I know where I'm going. And I am a foreigner to this world. We're sojourning. But that doesn't mean we're going to sit back and chill. We're going to work. Because so many people need to feel the touch of God from each and every one of you. So many people in your family, in your workplace, the people close to you. Because you're going to get an opportunity to show them Jesus. You know, conflict comes from the devil. It just does. And the devil, they said, there's a saying, they said, the devil, what is it? the devil kindles the fire of contention in the hearts of men. And then he stands there and warms his hands by the fire. Right? Be aware of the spiritual battle that's going on in you. In you and outside of you. I got focused on the physical world. And the physical things that were happening. And I lost sight of the spirit. And once again, he almost had me sitting on the sidelines. But he is relentless and reckless in his pursuit of those that he loves. So I'm happy today. Because he has shown me all along the way. I don't care how far you get away from me, boy. My arm's still long enough to reach out and pull you back in. You feel me? You know? Don't get discouraged today. Be encouraged. Because you have a God who loves you. That is reconciling you to himself. Reconciling you to himself. The most rotten person in this room is reconciled to God. Hallelujah. Embrace the aim. This is my last, because I'm late for work. Embrace the aim. Sanctification. That's the aim. No less. 
purity, righteousness. And it started when you confessed the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it just starts to work through you. I, I, would, I would bet that there's nobody in this room that came to Christ that is the same as they were five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. I, I, I just, if not, you're not a Christian and you need some help. Because God grows us. He moves us along the path. We just have to understand what's going on. And he'll show that to us when we're close to him. When we stay close to him. Recognize the limits. You're not going to get it here. Abraham, it was credited to him as righteousness because he just believed God. You know? But you're not going to get perfection here. You perfectionists, stop it. Stop trying. You people that think you're just the most rotten human being in the world, trust me, there's more rotten people out there. And God's going to work that out for you. He's going to renew you and strengthen you. It's part of the process of Christianity. We're growing and learning. Accept it. And go after the possibilities that God places in your life and in your mind and in your heart. God is the God of peace. All throughout the Bible, it talks about God, 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 peace, Jesus Christ, peace, the Holy Spirit, peace. There's peace between the Trinity. That same peace that we get to enjoy because we are part of God's family. My final thought, love people well, and you will get an opportunity to show them Jesus. Okay. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for the word. Thank you for your, uh, your spirit that can abide and grow in us, Lord God. Thank you for giving us such a, uh, a manual to read from to allow us to see you and understand you and understand what you have for us. Lord, I ask that you would just help me, a pardoned sinner, be all that you would have me to be every day. I don't care if you grow me 1%, 10%, 50%, but just grow me every day, God. Grow me closer to you and help me to know you so I may love you and others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.